0: I mean, there's literally no harm in thinking you're smarter than everybody else, right? Hello! You're listening to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where I notice that my microphone is really dirty. Why is it so dirty? I don't know. It's covered in all kinds of, I guess, skin cells and dirt and dust. It's pretty gross. I know it's boring when you talk, but I didn't know it was dirty when you talked. <laughs> you, you're already, you're already <laughs> singing the praises of your, of your prior accomplishment. Is that what people mean when they say talk dirty to me? What, like tell, tell them how dirty things are?
1: Spit dirt onto your microphone? Is that what you're doing? Uh,
0: I see what you're saying. You're
1: taking that literally.
0: Yeah, apparently. Yep. That's not true, Matt. We're not talking about a dirty microphone. That would be a weird podcast. Hmm. Well, it, it, would it be for us? Hey, look, it's somebody's special something.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Somebody really likes dirty microphones out there. You know who you are. Yeah. That's probably a thing on Urban Dictionary we should look up before we put this episode out. <laughs>
1: it's not less
0: specific than your streetlights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that one particular line from that one particular song. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, tonight, Matt, actually, I'm curious. We have, I don't think we've spoken about this, but it's something that I noticed. Uh, it's a thing I've been thinking about a lot, and I noticed recently that uh, you also have kind of taken a similar approach to this, Matt. Uh-oh. I feel like both of us have basically stopped using Twitter. Yes. <laughs>
1: Me probably more than you, but yes, I think that's happening.
0: Well, you say that, but I don't think I just don't think you notice because you're not on Twitter to notice that I'm also really not on Twitter. I mean, when's the last time you tweeted that something that wasn't a reply to somebody?
1: Mm, I bet a month ago, but I bet there's been a month between every tweet, whereas previously it would probably be days or hours.
0: Yeah, see, my last tweet that was not uh, directed towards people towards a, was not a reply. It's February seventh. Before that, January thirtieth. Yeah, basically like every month. And then before that, honestly, I took like a whole year off almost, it looks like. January thirtieth, yeah. and then we go back to Yeah, I mean, it's bad. Basically, I'm not using Twitter anymore. Uh and I'm curious to know, Matt, I haven't heard from you. Why are you not using Twitter anymore?
1: Uh no one's there that I care about anymore. Like I feel like all the people that I was talking to or reading like we've moved elsewhere. People have moved moved elsewhere to talk on different platforms. And also, I mean, it's also a place where horrifying things happen. Not that we didn't know that before, but uh, it's exaggerated times a million. It seems uh, what it just seems like a toxic, toxic place.
0: So uh, that doesn't help me wanting to tweet. What what social networks have taken the place of Twitter? You say people have moved elsewhere. Obviously, there's always been like you know the rogue Slack channels and you know other stuff well, like that. But there haven't what, always what is been like the rogue Slack channels. Well, for a lot longer than you and I have stopped tweeting. I mean, I've been in weird Slack teams for, you know, going on three or four years now. Yeah. It's very recent that I have stopped tweeting altogether. Mm,
1: actually, honestly, the thing that's replaced it has been group text messages. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Not that that hasn't always existed. Well, it's it, text messages have just changed recently. Like, it's, I don't know, it's more socially acceptable to text people. In groups at all hours of the day, uh, constantly. (laughs) Why is that more socially acceptable? What gives you that impression? Uh, I don't know. It just feels that way. It feels like it's uh, I don't know, more people's phones support it than they did five years ago, or like I don't know. I I can text my dad. I don't think I would have texted my dad five years ago. You know what I mean? Interesting. It's just like everyone I know has some form of an iMessage or an SMS something, and I can I can find them all in one place uh and that's not that's not twitter for me any- twitter was never that exactly but uh it it was an overlap between finding all my internet friends in one place and like being super into fi- following design twitter or a couple other different twitters that mattered to me and now it just seems like well donald trump is on twitter football news is on twitter and everybody i cared
0: about being on twitter has abandoned it so
1: what's i, I check it for football news andy is that good
0: do you? You still read Twitter somewhat regularly to get news of some sort? Sometimes, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe you can make the argument that more people are aware of like how group chats work and like know that they can, for example, mute them, <laughs> which is a yeah. key technology because I think very few people actually want to get notifications every single time one of their group messages, group threads pops off. But well, if you're
1: party people, that's a Epic group thread. I don't know about you, but you're blowing that's it. You, not
0: you're, you're blowing it up. You're putting it on blast here on the air. People are going to hack into our group. What?
1: No, no one's hacking into our group. You're saying I don't mute that group. It's a great group. I don't know why you got to mute it. All those fine people. Well, if that's my point fiance, is, if you mute it, Jesus. it's basically and,
0: like it's basically like Twitter, where you just go and look at it whenever you want, and yeah. you know you don't have to look at it if you don't want to because it doesn't jump into your life and, and notify you of itself it's true so yeah i think that, that actually me... you know what?
1: it's funny the reason i think the reason i find texting to be more acceptable is because it's more acceptable to ignore them i like i like a medium more where acceptable you can, than ignoring tweets no like an equal it's becoming it there's a previously like ignoring tweets was super acceptable and ignoring test text was not at all acceptable and it's starting to balance out where like ignoring texts starting to be more and more acceptable or like getting back to them later or whatever like I don't feel I don't feel quite the urgency of a text message that I do now that I did a few years ago where it seemed like it was like getting a phone call like oh they wouldn't have texted me unless it was important and now uh now you I don't know, know nothing's the vo- important the volume has has proven to me that nothing matters and I can just leave it be
0: for a little while do you it's think it's like a it's not like an email or something important <laughs> do you think that's a continuum that all <clears throat> communication modes will kind of follow this kind of like uh, uh feeling important to becoming background noise to becoming a thing you can kind of opt into whenever you want and ignore without social ramifications
1: yeah i think it's yeah isn't the it's what is it a bell curve where you're like i don't know not enough people use it it's not important oh my god everybody uses it i gotta check it all the time because that's where all the important stuff goes to oh my god everyone uses it i
0: better not check it anymore i'm not sure if that's a bell curve strictly speaking but i understand what you're saying uh yeah i think um 'Cause I mean certainly people do that with email, right? And uh, maybe not you and I when it's emails with clients and, you know, family members or whatever, but yeah. there's plenty of people that have the policy of like, oh yeah, I respond to almost none of my emails. I just it's an inbox and that's where I receive information from the outside world and I don't often respond to it. So I don't know, I wonder yeah. if that's kind of a trend. I, I don't, I don't know. really know exactly why I have kind of stopped using Twitter altogether. Uh and if I tweet rarely Uh, that is because I think of something dumb to say and Mm -hmm. have no other place to put the dumb thought other than Twitter, which I think is partially because I've trained my brain over the past 10 years to think in that way. And so my brain will think of what is basically a tweet, like a dumb idea or joke that fits into a small, small Mm -hmm. amount of space. And then I just have to tweet it, but I'm not reading Twitter at all. Uh, I mean, I, I occasionally check mentions for things, but I pretty much don't read Twitter anymore at all. Uh, and I feel like it was the confluence of a couple different things. One of them was certainly uh, the election, and all of a sudden, just not feeling like, you know, I, Twitter had become for me. What started as, I think you mentioned, like, you know, following design Twitter. Twitter definitely started for me as like, oh, these are people that I aspire to be like in my career professionally. I can follow them here to, you know, see some more of their work. Get some behind the scenes into like what their life and like practice is like, and also feel like I'm friends with them, which is you know a nice way to feel when you are starting out in something. Uh, and then it evolved into truly like you know at this point most of the people I follow on Twitter are either friends I've made on the internet one way or another, or like political activists uh, that are sort of talking about news in a way that, through a lens that I care about reading it, Uh, because you don't, you can't find that lens in very many other places, Uh, like, you know, there's not a lot of places where I get the news put through the kind of thoughtful, progressive lens that I would want to sort of have it put through, so that's kind of what Twitter became for me, and then it just, you know, with the election, it became so overwhelming that I just could not read it anymore, I just, I couldn't, it just felt like, first of all, it felt insane, like, it felt like every day there was a new thing that was the worst thing that has ever happened that is totally unprecedented and it's just like was whiplash to try and like emotionally keep up with that and then also it was just constant negative news and feeling like everything was getting was going to hell in a handbasket which i'm sensitive to like having turned that stream off because i don't want to just be like numb and ignoring the problems of the world but also i couldn't do it anymore so like there was there was i think i think something get to had to give. you have to
1: <laughs> You do have to at least be able to wake up in order to do anything, right? You can't just... If, if you overwhelmed yourself to the point of having to die, then you wouldn't really be that helpful now, would you, Andy?
0: Yeah, there's, there's a, definitely an element of like self-care where it's like, I can't be a whole and complete and functional person if I look at Twitter as much as I used to in this current like social political climate. Uh, I just can't keep up with it. Uh, no. So then you're going
1: to, turn to you're gonna have to turn to Zan's, Andy. And then, uh, and then what's it going to mean? Yeah, man,
0: that could be a whole episode
1: about that guy. Whew, what an interesting guy! Oh man, that's been my whole life for the last two days. You're just anyway, really, really in the hole. I'm deep in the little zan hole. So
0: I, I was sh- I was sharing the gospel of little zans with somebody just just before I got on this episode with you. To uh, a lot of I
1: have a lot of speaking of text messages, I have a lot of text messages sent out to people without responses
0: yet. that just say, "Do you know who little zans is? <laughs> Do you know who little zan is? <laughs> you got a, a, some patterns in your outbox." And uh, you they, say people haven't responded to a lot of these?
1: That's weird. Some, some of them. Huh. Uh, Susanna says one of her least favorite uh, times in our life was when I spent a month talking about Odd Future. So I'm we're going to see how this goes. This might not be the most enjoyable month for her.
0: We'll Do you think the thing goes. we have most in common is that we go extremely deep on a thing once we become interested in it? Yeah. And then kind of well, wear here's ourselves what's, out on it what's most fun. of the time. I know I can
1: send, I, I know I can send you a, uh, a short documentary video about Little Xan. You'll watch it and be like, this is interesting. Not everybody feels that way. <laughs> not <laughs> everyone
0: is, feels that it's interesting, really? Yeah, yeah. I huh. you know that's weird. Well, where, where's their so. sense of curiosity, Matt?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they are maybe they've lost it, like our, our lost sense of Twitter. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm not really reading Twitter anymore. And then there's a couple reasons why I stopped writing things on Twitter. And all of them could basically be... I, I once jokingly tweeted, well, half-jokingly tweeted uh, a, a sort of picture of a graph of my tweets over time starting Mm -hmm. i think circa like 2008 2009 is when i got on twitter somewhere around there say 2008 is when it was Uh, and basically like it grew kind of rapidly over the first couple years and then it's been like trailing off pretty rapidly uh, and you
1: say graph of your, tu- you said graph of your tweets, right? Yeah, it's a graph of Not my tweets. Not your use of Twitter, my okay.
0: frequency of of tweeting was what the graph was. And you can get it if you download your Twitter archive, you can look at a little graph of it. Uh, and I sort of captioned it uh, a graph of my of my feeling of self respect over time, my my <laughs> my uh, my feelings about myself, which is you know part joking, but also part true. Uh, there was definitely a part of my life where <sighs> I felt like Twitter was an interesting platform for me. To like blast my very cool, interesting ideas out into the world, and that people mm-hmm. will be interested in them, which some people were, like that. That was born out, uh, not as entirely untrue. But uh, as I've gotten older, I've just become more and more self-conscious of the fact that anything I would put out there is really just a waste of space and people's time to read. And so, I will. Why? Why? <laughs> I will the say, world? you know,
1: <laughs> you know, I was, I, I started this saying, I've transitioned to messaging people, which is not totally untrue, but I've also transitioned some of it to just. I have a a note in my phone called "Dumb Ideas," and there's a lot of things in that note that probably would have been on Twitter five years ago. They're now just in my phone.
0: They're for me and my and my closest friends who appreciate the dumb ideas note. So what you're saying is that you're protecting your IP now. You're making sure no one kind of horns in on your on your cool next company idea. If you think that's what I meant, sure, that's definitely. <laughs>
1: It was not a uh, uh, growing sense of self-awareness. It was that my ideas got so much better that I can't share them because people are going to steal them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: But my, my feeling like my, my voice deserved less prominence in public was directly linked to me intentionally following more people that were political activists, making a concerted <laughs> effort to follow more women, more people of color, more voices that were unlike mine, more people of different perspectives than mine. Uh, and th- honestly, the more you do that, the more you're just like, well... What do I, I should shut up? Is, is basically the kind of outcome of that. If you are actually listening to those people, I think, uh, which I don't think is good or bad, but it's interesting to me that like, I obviously I see Twitter as different from this podcast because Matt, this podcast is just that, but in some ways to a much more intense degree. You and I are just sitting here talking about weird stuff that pops into our head. This this podcast is definitely
1: the verbal equivalent of my dumb notes. Yeah. By the way, I opened it. You want you wanna hear the latest dumb dumb
0: idea? It's a reaction. Oh, more than anything.
1: This this uh this actually is not a dumb idea. I, I feel like he would say that about idea. every
0: idea in the notes list.
1: Yes, that's true actually. <laughs> okay, this is an idea for a TV show. Hit it's me. called My Six Hundred Pound Life, dot 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 in a tiny
0: house on HGTLC. Are those, that's a mashup of two existing shows? Yes, I'm there's presuming, a show called My
1: 600 Pound Life on TLC and there's a show called Tiny House Hunters on HGTV. I think My 600 Pound Life in a Tiny House is a great idea for a show. Think about it. So My 600 Pound Life is the name of a television program then? Yes, it sure is. Hmm. Have you ever, here's a fun activity, go on Apple TV and download uh, apps for TV networks you haven't checked out since you were a kid or d- maybe didn't think existed anymore or never knew existed and see what see what their list of shows looks like. Download TLC. See all the shows that they have. Realize, "Oh my god, they will put out anything." Download, here's a really good one. Download Destination America. Andy, if I had I've to tell you what Destination of that. America What is that? Yeah. Okay, here. Destination America. What does it sound like to you? What kind of shows do you think they have?
0: Okay, I'll answer in two ways. Uh yeah. the first way is like taking the bait. The what I what I assume most people would say is like, "Oh, this is a travel channel about, you know, american culture and we're gonna like go to diners and that is you the know, bait that's uh, definitely the bait that's that's what i think most people would say what i actually think it probably is is i mean just more trashy rowdy tv right i assume nope nope it's really specific you want to know it's i, I yeah i do only ghosts
1: it's only ghosts it's only like a haunted house a haunted mansion a haunted everything is about hauntings every single thing is that part of the founding principle, the
0: mission statement of the channel no, or is that a coincidence?
1: I swear I have seen it like like my parents have like one of those cable packages where they have every you go, you flip up to channel 800 and it's every obscure channel you have ever heard of.
0: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Uh and I've seen I've seen this show where it definitely started as uh we're going to we're going to show you what this house on a lake in Alaska is like. You're like, "Oh, what an interesting destination in
0: America." Guess what? It's as, haunted.
1: Now, I think what happened is it's like a it's like a, you know, uh, pawn stars on History Channel where they're like, well, yeah, it used to be about history, but like pawn pawn shows are great, so we just do uh, more of those. History
0: Channel was never actually about history, I don't think. I'm pretty sure it's just been trashy shows from the beginning. The point
1: is, these people focused. They realized that one haunting show they had was a big hit, so they just made everything a haunted show, which is a delight to just flip through on your Apple TV and be like, oh my god, it's there's not one show that's not about hauntings. How does how is there a whole network for this?
0: Man, I have uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a symptom of. <laughs> <laughs> Of like the uh, current data driven capitalist world we live in. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, want to know another, one
1: another <clears throat> reason I don't want to follow Twitter? Because this this thing, these like this little silo of uh, th- this is the, they've made a little. They're they're learning about all about you. They're learning that you liked hauntings, and guess what? We built a whole channel about hauntings. I I don't know about this, Andy. It reminds it me. Dangerous. I had
0: uh, I had reason recently to listen to a podcast on the How Stuff Works network which is mm. not a network of podcasts I usually listen to for no particular reason. I just never had a reason to, look to listen to their episodes. And, yeah, sure. you know, like any other podcast network, they have little, like, 30-second bumpers for other podcasts on the network. And I swear, Matt, I, I couldn't tell you the difference between any of the shows, including the one I listen to and all the other shows on the network. It's all, like, uh, crazy facts, weird history, Uh, you won't believe this. Basically, like, did you know you can't own a goat in Louisiana with a bandana on? Tell me the history of this, but I mean, basically, like, how many podcasts now come down to like people reading Wikipedia pages more or less on air?
1: That was an idea I had for a podcast a while ago. You are saying people took this and
0: ran with it? I mean, that's what most podcasts are. Well, not it's most. There's there's a whole category of podcasts that are like amazing facts. Like it's like the Guinness Book of World Records of podcast styles. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, this is probably the one that we're like closest to fitting into of any podcast category we fit into. But people are much better at it when they just basically you know make the other podcast about uh you know the the dog and h day or they make the you know sixth podcast about uh gosh, I can't think of a good example I don't know it's the, like
1: the architect who designed the roller coaster that's meant to kill people as a euthanasia uh, device. perfect
0: exactly that's another good one they're mm-hmm. they're all like uh they're all they're all like articles you would find on like think geek but you know in yep. podcast form anyway, I was shocked that like basically the whole podcast network seemed to be shows like that which i mean no tea no shade they're all much more popular shows than ours people really like them it's just interesting that like when an organization finds a thing that they that works they like latch onto it and they're like eh, more of this please let's let's keep this going
1: it makes sense but man
0: it's funny to see in aggregate you know yeah so anyway anyway twitter that's how we feel about it i want to put our Product designer hats on Matt because people don't know to listen to this show. Just kidding, everyone knows because they only know about this show because of our other shows. But yeah. you and I design and build web apps for a living. And what? I think there are some systematic things about Twitter that are part of why I find it to be insufferable and part oh, of why I Part of why I think it's dying. I can I say that? I have uh, I have like a top two list of
1: super obvious things to fix okay. that would make me feel better, but you, you can go first. Number if two. You want. Oh, am I going first? Yeah, I'm doing the drum. Okay. Roll. Number number two. What what time is it? When did that get tweeted? What what order? <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> Who said what when? Okay, why is so that here now? this could be a whole episode in and of itself, but do you, you think that good? that is a true? List? No, well, hold on a sec. So I know okay, that you well. and I prefer to read Twitter like that, uh, yes. for sure. Uh, I would love for, you know, basically every social network to allow me to set my feed to reverse chronological with mm-hmm. no no, no uh, sort of twists and turns from that, from that uh, system. But yeah. do you actually think that, you know, putting your product design hat on, pretending you're in charge of how the feed is organized at Twitter, do you actually yeah. think that's the best for most users?
1: Mm, I do honestly think it should be a setting. Yeah, well, I that, do understand. Honestly, I, I do th- I understand why. I do understand why. Okay, I do understand that you're there. Like, look, we're Twitter. Somebody's going to join. They're going to follow a hundred people, and they're going to be like, "This is all garbage." No, we they're not. It. They're
0: going to join, and they're going to follow Ellen and <laughs> Ashton Kutcher and uh, Kylie Jenner. I guess who else and is be like now? Oh, and this is all garbage. Justin Bieber, the, the Biebs. Yeah,
1: you think Justin Bieber's not? but They're going to follow Lil Zan, right? They're going to they're going to sign up. They're gonna follow Little Zan and Ellen, right? As you do, <laughs> and San then and
0: Ellen. Now there is a TV show pitch. <laughs> yeah. Little Zan and Ellen make their way across America
1: slowly. It's pretty sleepy. It's a very sleepy show.
0: Well, she brings up his energy. They're like a. They're like a. Yin That's and true. She's That's a very true. energetic lady. She.
1: Da- I mean, they both dance. He just dances in kind of a slow motion way, and she dances uh, a lot more energetically. It's a good. It's a good show. It's Man, a good Twitter I, following. Oh,
0: I would kill to see Ellen interview Little Zan. That would be you great. know it
1: could here's the thing those those circles are not as far apart as you might think like no Lil it's Zan, very possible like little xan like young ish youtube star ellen loves a youngish youtube star maybe not a youngish youtube star with face tats but look that's this is the future you know his dad's cool with it so maybe we're all cool with it like has Lil Whatever.
0: wayne been on ellen probably I, right i don't know
1: i don't know i'm not sure i little wayne's been on katie Couric. that was a weird one you ever see that
0: no i have not seen that one
1: there's sometimes wait no sometimes i, I interviews no, i've only the, i've only
0: heard episode or heard clips of that interview cut into uh mixtapes <laughs> see
1: the thing that's fun is uh sometimes when people are from two totally different cultures they don't feel comfortable enough to ask uh any question at all so it's just like katie kirk being like i you you uh, you rap Uh okay that, that's cool. Like, she doesn't know what to do with Tell Lil Wayne, who is completely out scissor. of his... Yeah, it's, it's basically Lil Wayne shows up completely out of his mind uh, on one would assume scissor. And then uh, Katie's like, oh, I'll just pretend this is cool. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird thing that happens. Anyway, that same thing could happen with Ellen and Lil Xan, Uh And we could, have a, we could have a Twitter feed about it, or we could have a show about it. It's a good
0: idea. Sure. And... So I'm not going to argue that having the feed be reverse chronological shouldn't be a setting. I have to assume the only reason it's not is because it makes it more difficult for them to stick in advertising and to control how things are promoted and so they don't want, you know, that to be something that's limited to a certain user base that has, like, that setting turned on or off. Yeah, sure. Uh, And for a little while, like, when when they switched over to the new feed for a while, you could, like, turn it off. Uh, And then I don't know if that went away completely or if they've slowly, like, removed certain things you can't control i don't don't know how it all works but yeah uh but make make the case so like it should be a setting uh why why is that important because if you if you've decided that twitter is important to you and
1: you're gonna follow people that are important to you don't you want to see what is going on like in a list wouldn't it be nice to just see what's happening in the order that it is happening like real life but Matt, uh, just, what if
0: you miss the good tweets because there's always dumb <sighs> bad tweets in the way that no one's liked or responded to yet.
1: Right. That's the the unfortunate problem is that like liking a tweet does not make it the best tweet. There are certainly Twitter is definitely a platform that rewards a kind of tweet, but sometimes uh it misses out on a lot of stuff. And I would like to see that stuff. If I've chosen to follow it. So Yeah, yeah I mean I, I'm, I just I'm playing think devil's be nice. advocate. I know, I I, know, I, I understand. You. I totally understand why. I can definitely see myself in the situation where I'm like being told hey you need to make sure more people keep their eyes on this for longer and i might also say you know what we should do we should put the most liked tweets to the top because they're most liked and they'll keep getting liked mm-hmm. and that sounds great but as a user it's tough uh so i don't know if i can make an argument beyond that it's just yeah. it's not the way i prefer to use it i understand why you would make a decision like that but if every decision gets made that way then uh we all look at one tweet. We all look at the one tweet where probably Ellen's in it too, where you take a selfie with John Hamm and Ellen at the Oscars or whatever, right? Yeah. It's just one Hot picture. <laughs> it's just a home, it's a landing page with one image on it and Then, it's, then before it. you
0: know it's the Bing search page, which is one picture of the day. No, I agree Does with that, you. and I think I uh, don't
1: even know what the Bing search, is that real?
0: Oh yeah, this is the thing. I don't know if this is still the case, but for a long time, you know, Bing was like a competing search engine with, with Google and like the only real distinction is that like the Google page you know, by design, notoriously, their, their whole thing is that you go to it and it's an empty page where the search box in it and nothing else. And that was like what was interesting about Google when it first came about. And Bing did the exact same thing, but they put a big picture of the day behind it. Uh, and I've talked to more than zero parents of, of, my, of mine and my friends that were like, oh yeah, I like Bing because it's got a nice picture. And it was a, you know, a big appeal.
1: Well, Google's got a doodle. You're acting like Google doesn't have a doodle. Google well, definitely has a doodle. Yeah, Bing's yeah, got yeah. A picture. yeah. Google got a does doodle. a doodle now,
0: it's true. Yeah, they, they yeah. probably got that from Bing, stole it. Anyway, um, yeah, I would argue even a little bit further down that same path, like on a platform like Twitter, the attention is the currency, not just for like them as advertising, but for like their users that are trying to engage with people either for profit or for fun. And the whole system of putting reordering things and putting the stuff that is like supposedly according to your algorithm, the stuff that I want to see up top, uh, is like institutionalizing a, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer thing. Right? Like, yeah, the whole reason, like the people I follow on Twitter that say the least, uh, are the ones that I care about seeing the most. And this system just buries them. And I log in now and all I see is these like four or five people I happen to follow that happen to be more popular than everybody else. Uh, their tweets are the ones I end up seeing, which is not what I care about. Uh, so yeah, So, yeah, that's a problem. All right, Matt, what's what's your number one thing? That was number two. Number one. Okay. Number one,
1: don't notify me about everything. Mm. Notify me about me stuff. (laughs) Number one, Matt cares about Matt. Here's the deal. If you notify me about, hey, did you know a friend of yours who's a friend of someone else's said a thing about a friend of yours? It's like they, they started notifying me about things that are so far from relevant. I can understand how they got there. Like, there's certainly a connection to be well, made. Well, they got in, there because they said. In the way that uh, everyone has six degrees away from Kevin Bacon, right? Sure, we're all six. We all want to see Kevin Bacon's tweets. Well, maybe we don't. I don't want to. And it just, it's one of those hashtag things. Hashtag, block like, the bacon. When, like, let's say you're a product designer and you're working on an email campaign, one of the things you might look at afterwards is the unsubscribe rate because people say this is not relevant to me. It's so not relevant. Never send me an email again. That is basically what happened with me and Twitter, except they maybe didn't get a number about that. Me saying I didn't delete my account. I just stopped looking, you know, like you can't notify, you can't send an email about everything. You can't notify me about everything because then guess what? I'm going to turn off notifications. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, There's no point in seeing this. Mm -hmm. So number one, Uh, stop notifying me about stuff that I don't care about. I definitely care about someone tweeting us about good, bad show. That's a great tweet, but I don't care about Kevin Bacon tweeting.
0: Sure. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, They definitely, you know, it's the kind of thing where we've worked with clients that work in some sort of industry where they kind of live and die by their email newsletter. And, you know, it's shocking to see how well it works to just send people emails. (laughs) Like, you know, these companies are specifically seeking content just to give them excuse to send people an email because they know if they send them an email that they will engage with their website and buy things Mm -hmm. or download stuff or whatever it is they want them to do so uh you know and i'm sure that by the numbers twitter has made the decision in an informed way and they know that hey look if we just make sure we send everybody at least one notification every 36 hours and you know when the when the time comes we like dig up some random thing we can show them even if it's a 3 degrees removed their friend liked the comment on a photo tweeted by somebody else like even if that's what it takes like sending notifications gets people back in the app and that's how they use it so I'm I know sure it's an informed decision. That's a but. tough
1: thing because it's it's not like we've all we've all looked at that information and we know Twitter has more of it than we do so it's obvious they're making the decision for a reason it's just tough being a user who's been there for a long time and realize like wow doesn't really you don't really matter that much we're we're trying to get more people not not smarter? No, that's not fair. Not more engaged people? I don't know. Maybe we're smarter, Andy. Are we just smarter? No, cool, no, smart no, dudes? no. We're just
0: using it differently. I mean, uh, this comes back to my like my whole thing. About, I like to think I'm smarter than everyone else. I sure. think that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. if that feel better, yeah. then I said go for it. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's cool. Just, I mean, there's literally no harm in thinking you're smarter than everybody else, right? <laughs> I can't think of anything that would go wrong. Uh, I, I think it all comes down to like the the things that are. If I were working on a product like Twitter or any like substantial social product, the things that I would care about would be the things that inherently can't be measured, right? Like like there are things I get out of Twitter that are not reflected in how I tap the buttons or, you know, what views I go to or like the little like breadcrumbs of my actions in the app or whatever. And the danger of any system where you're making decisions based on measurable outcomes uh and in this case the outcome you're trying to optimize for is just the most eyeballs at all costs looking at stuff so you can sell ads so you can be profitable so you can satisfy your shareholders so you can continue to trade publicly and the people that made the company can continue to get rich and you can keep feeding this machine but the when you're when that's your sort of metric then you inherently i think end up like aiming for a broader shallower audience and twitter was a thing that in its heyday I feel like I was rewarded for being extremely deep in. And the deeper you got, the more rewarding it was because you met new and interesting people. And, you know, I mean, there was a time where, you know, you would meet people in the in the at replies to somebody else's tweet and you'd see their comment and you'd become, like, Twitter friends with them. And, like, I made friends that way, like, actual friends that are still friends in my life we met on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where that's the kind of stuff that they're not measuring for. They're not measuring for how many people met through Twitter and now have recorded 300 podcasts together, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not a thing they're keeping track of, uh, nor can they, and so therefore those things to get sort of less ranking. Um, anyway, I want to wrap it up here. I don't want this so to go too long, but I'm going to make the argument that Twitter is bad, objectively bad. Uh, even though Matt and I met on Twitter and it was very important to me at some part of my life, uh, they're ruining it. And the other thing that, uh, to your two things, Matt, which I think are two good things, uh, I will add a third thing, which is that Twitter has continued to both do nothing about abuse on its platform really uh, like they just don't have not, taken no substantial actions uh to curb that abuse especially the abuse that you know non-white guys receive uh yeah. for example like if you are a celebrity you get access to a special twitter where you can like control things and filter stuff out and choose not to see tweets by you know new accounts or whatever there's no reason not to make that available to everybody so people that are yeah. starting their twitter account can't have that experience uh it seems insane to me uh and the fact that the people who I care most about hearing their voices have suffered the most abuse on Twitter and have left the platform is a big part of the reason why I don't care about it anymore. I, a privileged white guy that suffers no abuse on Twitter. Uh, So that's the other thing. And then the other thing is like, I just, I can't get behind how Twitter has responded to to Donald Trump using their platform essentially as like a way to, I don't know, like start foreign wars, uh, like spread hate dramatically. Like they just, they are seemingly like willfully negligent of that because he is such a huge reason why Twitter is in the news and still relevant. Uh, like I, I can think I can think of no other reason other than Twitter likes the publicity, doesn't wanna get sued by a bunch of groups. Uh, but you know, the kind of stuff they're letting him do is just I don't know. Twitter's bad. It's not good. Twitter Twitter lucked into a pretty amazing idea that allowed people to, you know, engage in a meaningful way. And has since really done nothing but ruined it. So, I'm out. I'm with you, man. I haven't deleted an account. I'm still, I'm
1: probably going to still have the account for Football News. But I do think it's, it's more of a bad thing than a good thing at this point.
0: Anyway, if you like this episode, tweet at us. At Real Good Bad Show. Tell us what you think. And, uh, yeah. Engage Convince with us, us on Twitter. Is good
1: again because uh, cause you're tweeting so much at us that we like to read your tweets.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? Hey Andy, you want to close the show with one more dumb idea?
0: Yes, this is great. This is a new okay. closing to our show.
1: Yeah, I'm. All, I'm always gonna have one more dumb idea. Uh, here's a, here's an idea for my ideas note. So you know how uh, you know a company will a company or uh, uh, you know a prominent figure will do something that you disagree with, so you burn their stuff. Like Colin Kaepernick will kneel, and so you'll burn his jersey, right?
0: Yeah, I do that all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Totally. This is the thing. This is the thing that you do. Okay, here's a really good idea. A charcoal company tweets negatively about Donald Trump so that all of his supporters buy their product to burn it, which was meant for burning. Got him. Huh? Got him. If you make a product that is meant to be lit on fire, and then you say something inflammatory about a figure like a Donald Trump. Inflammatory? All of his his, his, uh, supporters purchase your product in order to burn it. That was the whole point, anyway. You're just making
0: money. I mean, you've, you've got your brand there. It's obviously called an inflammatory charcoal. But I do have yeah. to point out that you don't care what they do with the product once they buy it. You just want them to buy it. Yeah, but
1: what I'm saying is, okay, what do you care? Say, if they use it for a purpose. Let's say someone, though? let's say someone purchases a carriage to smash it. Yes, they did purchase your carriage to smash it, but it might make you feel bad. But this is a win-win. No, no, no. Because not there's not. no destruction. There's no it, whether. Like, what if you're uh, 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 a capitalist? But also, you care about the environment. You don't want your just your uh, kerig to be used for breaking. That would that's just that's no, the whole care. purpose of the kerig. You, 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 you don't care. But if you make a product that's meant for burning, you don't
0: care if that kerig gets melted down and turned into like weapons you that are given to like a product that nationalist is meant for burning rebels
1: and people buy it with the exclusive purpose of burning it.
0: You're winning, Andy. You're just winning the game. I mean, you you did successfully turn your company into a cool pun but i maintain you don't care what anyone does with their product once you buy it because you're a company and you just want to make money this is america and twitter's bad if you're calling kaepernick and you're watching people burn your jersey well a couple of things
1: about that one uh it's the nfl and players don't make money off their own jersey sales so you actually aren't making any money but let's say you did make money off your jersey maybe it makes you sad because you're a human being and they're burning your jersey with your name on it Well, make a product that you want them to burn, and then you can feel good about it. You got to make money and make money. And this is really a, this is an idea for Colin Kaepernick. I want Colin Kaepernick to come out with his own charcoal brand because I want him to succeed. I think he's a good quarterback and a good person, and uh, he doesn't deserve all the hate that he gets. So Colin Kaepernick, you're allowed to take my charcoal brand idea. It's a good idea. This episode is titled Colin Kaepernick.
0: Steal this idea.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea. Colin Kaepernick is a good guy. I wouldn't steal this idea. He's.
0: No, you you give him permission to. Yeah, I said he could use it. Okay, fine. Append colon with permission to the end of my proposed title.
1: Yeah, you're making him seem. You're making him seem like some sort of a criminal, which is unfair, Andy. I did not do that. Unfair. You did that. What are you, the president? What are you, some sort of a president over here?
0: Man, that job would be terrible.